This sermon today has the title of The Blessings of a Father. You know, in the Bible, we find many instances of beginnings. The first chapter of Genesis talk about the very beginnings of all things, of all creation, from the earth and the heavens to the planet, to the animals, to the fish in the sea, to the trees and the shrubs, and to the people. And it talks about the first Adam, the first man, Adam and Eve, as they were called by name, and the first generations. It talks about how God called Abraham to be his, and how from Abraham and Sarah would spring a people as numerous as the stars in the heaven and the grains of sand on the sea. And we learn here in Genesis, which literally translated from the Hebrew is the word Genesis, which means in the beginning, the beginning of all things. And we see that here, and we see it continue all the way through this book of Genesis, where we have born to this third generation of those who have been chosen by God, born to Jacob and his wives, the 12 sons that would become later the 12 tribes of Israel. Beginnings. But we also have in this scene numerous endings in the book of Genesis. The first generations of people wiped out completely from the face of the earth, save for Noah, his sons, Noah's wife, and his sons' wives, that God put an end to all the other generations of people. Then we see the coming of Abraham, and we see from Abraham that it is through Isaac, not Ishmael, that God's line will continue to be blessed. From Isaac and Rebekah come twin boys, Jacob and Esau, but God doesn't choose Esau. He chooses Jacob, and his mother, Rebekah, favors him and his father Israel, his father uh, Isaac, who has become blind in his old age, doesn't know that he gives his blessing to the younger son and not to the older son. We see endings. We see the end of Isaac and we see the end of Rebekah. We see the coming of Jacob, who wrestles with the angel of God. We see Jacob take his wives. We see Jacob deal swiftly and sometimes not so honestly with others. And we see that Jacob favors his son Joseph. We see that Joseph is hated by his brothers and is sold into slavery in Egypt. And they tell his father that, ja- that Joseph is no more. He is dead, killed by wild animals. And we see through all of this the hand of God at work among his people, among those whom he has chosen in the history and the work of the world. The hand of God is at work. And finally, we have been told of Joseph having risen to great power. He brings his family to live in the Egyptian 
land of Goshen. And there his father and his father's children, his grandchildren, all that belong to him have come there now and settled. And Jacob comes when he is 130 years old, and now he is 143. And he has come to the end of his days. And as he has coming to the end of his days, he begins to put into place his legacy, if you will. He instructs his sons. He gives them his blessings. And sometimes it seems like he tells them of his curses. For instance, we didn't read, but he says to Reuben, his firstborn, You are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power, turbulent as the waters. You will no longer excel, for you went up unto your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. He says to Benjamin, Joseph's brother, at the end of the blessing to Joseph, he says, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours the prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder. And he has various other things to say about his other sons and the blessings that he gives them. But it is to Joseph that Jacob gives his great blessing. The fruitful vine, as it is turned out, the one whom God has blessed, the one who has taken care of all things, including his own family, even when his family had betrayed him. It is Joseph that receives the great blessings of God. What are the blessings? What is a blessing? A blessing is something that is given. It is given to grant favor. It is given to ask grace. It is given to deliver mercy. It is given to give acknowledgement. In a wedding service, many times, who gives this woman to be married to this man? And the father of the bride, along on behalf of the family, will say, her mother and I, or her family and I. And this often addressed to the groom's side, and who gives this blessing? And the parents of the groom often say the same thing. They have our blessing. We say blessings before meals. Why? We are giving thanks for that which we are eating because it is nourishment of body. And when the body is nourished, the soul can seek nourishment as well in the things of God. We read from the last chapter of the book, the Gospel of Luke, together this morning. In that particular gospel, there, as we are reading it, Jesus, the risen Jesus, gathers around his disciples and he opens them up to fully understanding the scriptures. Remember, 
The scriptures are the books of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, the writings. There is no New Testament. The New Testament is blessing them right there in person. And Jesus opens them their minds so that they might understand and see. And then what does he do? He blesses them. He blesses them and tells them to wait here in the city that God will send the comforter, the power, and the Holy Spirit. The last thing that Jesus does before he is taken up into heaven is he blesses his followers, his disciples. Here, in this 49th chapter of Genesis, Israel, Jacob, is blessing his sons to carry on, giving them instructions, telling them how things for his life are going to come to an end and what to do. It is a sign of coming to grips. You know, God prepares us for the end of this mortal life. He does if we will listen to him and prepare ourselves for it. Many people don't even want to think about the end of this mortal life. But why should we not when we have the full confidence of the one who was raised from the dead, the one who has promised us life and everlasting life? Why would we not have confidence in what is to come and confidence that we can face the end of this life without fear? Sometimes it's been said to me when I ask someone how they are doing, they will say, oh, I'm doing pretty good and, and I'm living and it's better than the alternative. Is it? Really? Is it? The Apostle Paul says, I don't know what I want. Is it better for me to go on and be with Christ in heaven? Or is it better for me to stay here in this world? Jacob, who did not have the knowledge or the hope of the resurrection. But Jacob was ready. Now, again, 143 years is a lot longer to get ready. And Jacob gives his instructions. One of those instructions is something that all of us from time to time need to be cognizant of. What to do with me when I'm dead? Take me back. Bury me in the tomb that my grandfather Abraham bought from the Hittites, from Ephron. There he and Sarah buried. There my father Isaac, my mother Rebekah buried. There my first wife Leah is buried, and that's where you will bury me. Gave instructions. What a blessing to a family to know what to do. And sometimes we don't. We'll just say, the blessing is, I don't have to do it. I'll let them do it. 
and it's not a blessing for them. But when endings come, as here, the end of Jacob's life, he knows that his family is in good stead. He knows that his family is going to survive. He knows that they will be taken care of, at least for the foreseeable future. Now, he knows also that one day his people, because it will become a people, will have to leave that land But that is long in the future. So the blessings of a father. And this is something that we all need to think about as we deal with generational things. How shall we be a blessing to others? You know, one of the things that we can do as Christians, and especially as we get older, is, yes, we can tell to our children and to our others who don't seem to be particularly eager or excited about attending church or believing in God, we can continue just by our witness of going of doing, and then saying to them, you know, God has greatly blessed me in my life. Not that my life has been the perfect life. Not that my life has had all success. Not that life hasn't been hard and sometimes ugly, but still, God is with me. And God has not abandoned me. And God helps me, even in the darkest moments of life, to go on. And I would like a blessing that that would happen in your life. We can continue to witness. We can tell how Jesus forgives sin, how Jesus is alive and well, how we have life and the support of life because we know that after this mortal life is over with, we have the promise of everlasting life. And we do not have to be afraid. Blessings can often bring things to an end, can be the settling out of a family. Oftentimes, I will talk to families where the last parent of a generation is gone. And so the siblings are left with the question, are you going to continue to be a family Or are you all now going to go your own separate ways? And it's a question that every family has to examine and every family will be confronted with. It would have been a question. And in chapter 50, the question does 
come to mind for Joseph's brothers when now that dad's gone, will he exact his vengeance on us? Only to find out that he does not exact vengeance, but continues to care for the whole of the family. How we bring things to an end is very important. And in the Bible, there are numerous examples of that. Everybody thought that when Jesus died that Friday afternoon on the cross, that that was the end. That was it. There was nothing else. The hope of the world had died it seemingly was a meaningless death. They took the body down. Great lamentation. They wrapped it carefully but quickly because it was going to be sundown. The Sabbath was going to begin at sundown. The body had to be in the tomb, but certainly it was the end and not the end that anyone had hoped. Jacob thought his son Joseph had come to an end long time, only to find out by the hand of God that he had become ruler of Egypt. It wasn't the end that Jacob had imagined. And when he died, it was a much greater ending than he ever could have hoped for. That third day, when the women went to the tomb and it was empty, they thought that it had ended. And it turned out to be a new beginning. And there's the other side of endings. Every ending is the beginning of something else. And so it was. Joseph, by the blessing of his father, becomes head of the family. Joseph cares for his family and his people. They will become numerous in the land of Egypt. And in centuries to come, God would raise up another man by the name of Moses who would save his people and deliver them by the hand of God from now their captivity in Egypt. So let me end by posing these thoughts and questions to you. What kind of blessings do you give? What do you tell others about life and about the life to come? Are you speaking blessings? Are you 
uttering curses. Are you encouraging? Or are you saying, woe is me? Therein lies the question. With the Bible, with God, knowing that his hand is at work in the world, we do well to be sharing and telling the blessings of Almighty God. Well, thanks be to God who has blessed us in so many ways, including sending his son, Jesus Christ, that we might have the greatest blessing of all, the blessing of life and life eternal. Amen.